Welcome back for another episode of the Tuckcast with a splash of bourbon. We are joined today by Blackjack Tamborski, big old Dale Deason Collins. Deason? Diesel. 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 Sourdy. And we got a special guest today, Big Ben Bergen. Hey, hey. Say hey, Ben. I am Bobby. Hello. And we are here to hopefully entertain you. So I'm ready uh, to watch and see how this happens. Yeah, yeah. Ben's here just to check it out and, and chat a little. It's fancy he, uh, in here. He likes to wear Patagonia vest and Orvis hats, and he calls himself a fishing guy. Barber, Filson. <laughs> I tell you, though, man, I got to say, man, you are by far the sharpest dressed contractor I've ever met before. That is by design. You're the only one I've ever met. <laughs> I'm, wearing yeah. my, I'm wearing my church clothes out there. I mean, you were working just this morning in that. I mean, well, gosh sakes, man. Well, I, usually I, if you I, stay I clean, that means out. you didn't work. Right? Isn't that the management? Delegate. 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 <laughs> That's his delegate. You hold shirt. the shovel. I lean on it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it holds you. Sometimes you get the shovel, sometimes the shovel. And then every you. once in a while, you're like, your knees pop out from under you and you can kind of catch yourself. That's right. Two shovels work better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we got Ben here today because he's funny and we like to talk about fishing. So uh, we're going to get some ins and outs, some insights, all his oh secret boy. spots, all his tricks. I got the GPS coordinates right here. That's it. His special knots that he uses, top secret flies. What else are you going to tell us about? The best put-ins and takeouts on the best rivers and, <laughs> well, exactly what to throw and how to retrieve it. Man, that's, there we go. That's, <laughs> it's going to be like – Sounds like he just named 10 episodes. Yeah, he's going to be well, – He's basically going to guide you on a trip while you're riding in your car today listening to this. That's what it sounds like. But we'll leave a lot for your imagination. There it is. Well, I'm sure there's a lot of folks listening that uh, may have, I'm sure, been in a boat with Ben, uh, been on the water with Ben. Um, And, uh, you know, we're we're certainly blessed to have Ben uh, as a part of our team here. And I, I can say, you know, for myself personally, and I'm sure Bobby and a lot of folks here, Man, you've you've been a mentor to us, and um, you know you've you've pushed us as anglers uh, to be better and to to become better. Um, and thank you for that. That's well, a good friend here. Thank you very much. It's probably because of some of the crazy ideas that I want to throw on a fly rod. I was about to say <laughs> he may have just showed me what not to do. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it may be that. Okay, that thanks didn't a lot. <laughs> I know there's some takeouts that I refuse to use anymore. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I've never had my vehicle in the there, craziest spot. There's a couple of things I wouldn't call takeouts. <laughs> a couple of things. I, I did find a new one today this afternoon, though. <laughs> it's a 30 foot cliff, guys. I think we can get that boat up it. The raft will just bounce. <laughs> It'll be okay. A Subaru won't pull it out though. <laughs> or tell you. Or tell you ride. Tell you ride. Golly. Is it Kim Jong Lee? Is that his? Is that his name? What? That, yeah, North Korea, Kim Jong Lee. <laughs> oh, I didn't know where we were going with that. That's where it was made, right? <coughs> Georgia. Oh, we're Jack. at in Georgia, Seoul. I don't know. So Jack, yeah, Seoul, Seoul <laughs> yeah. Georgia. Jack and his wife bought a, a Kia Telluride. So Ben's Ben's been giving him grief. It's a great good. vehicle if you're if you're wondering out there, you know. <laughs> do Do you have the little ladder rack that goes up over the back door and goes on the top so you can like? Look at view the stars and the Overland package for Kia. Yeah. Ooh, no, I don't have that yet. But you're giving me ideas. Well, I saw that. Uh, I saw an advertisement with it on there. It looked pretty sweet. Oh boy. 
for all the climbing now, they do on top the of my roof. Now, this vehicle that in the Super Bowl commercial was like driving through the river? It wouldn't be a Kia. Okay. Oh, that was you're right. That was a Jeep. Yeah. yeah <laughs> no. no. And uh, the ladder rack, by the way, is only um, rated to hold 75 pounds because that's about how much they weigh. So be easy on it, Jack. <laughs> Take it easy. <laughs> so, uh, so what's uh, when did you start fishing, man? Like when your first, did, your first memory of like really fishing. Well, I was born in Waterloo, Iowa, yeah. and we had a creek, Blackhawk Creek, in front of our house. Actually, it wasn't. That's that's a different creek. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the name of it, but anyways, it was in front of our house, and I can remember begging my dad to take me down there. And we probably had a Zebco 302 because of the three, th what is it, the Rhino, the 33? 333. <laughs> yeah, that would have been too much money. <laughs> so we had the 302, and I think after a while he just kind of left me there with, a you know, I'm watching the yellow and orange bobber. Yeah. And uh, I kind of gave up and came back in. So no fish that day? No. So, but my grandfather, which is his daddy, he kind of got me into it. Yeah? Nothing to do with the fly rod. Just fishing? Just regular fishing, yep. Yeah, old school. Catfish, man. Throw a chicken liver on there, a little bit of corn. Yeah. When, when did you leave Iowa? Because you don't talk like you from Iowa. Third grade. Okay. Third grade. And then I grew up in Georgia. Um, I guess Cartersville, Dallas area, which is below Dalton. And uh, I got to spend a lot of time fishing there. Caught my first <coughs> trout down there, actually. Yeah? Mm -hmm. what, what river was that on? Do you remember? The Hooch. Raccoon Creek. Raccoon Creek. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it went name. straight to the Weber. <laughs> <laughs> right you, on the did Weber. Did you use those worms you were telling me about yesterday? What were that? What was them worms? <laughs> no, I think I was using a rooster tail, actually. Yeah. I was big on rooster tails when I was little. You Everybody's big on rooster tails. You can buy them cheap, and it doesn't yeah. take a whole lot of skill. What was that worm, cast What was the worm? What worm? Oh, we stumped him already. The, uh, Only the, worm the third you put, question. You put the hook in and pull it wrong side out. Oh, the, I don't know. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I have to get that flat earther over here and cut, cut, cut. <laughs> <laughs> we don't, we don't do that. I, I want to say tapeworm. <laughs> so, so. You were like, oh yeah, I catch a lot of fish with them things. I don't. I can't know. believe you don't remember that. Uh. -uh. Oh well. It's oh tight lipped. Well. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, what he, that's, that's what it is. He don't want to <laughs> give it away on the podcast. That's exactly Dude, right. I keep winking at you. Dale's <laughs> over here pressuring him. Like, man, tell him, tell him. Hey, you said you're going to give away all the secrets. Yeah, <laughs> I think you said that. That's right. <laughs> so, did you did you how'd you get to Western North Carolina then? Um, when I was in high school, I came up to the Nantahala on a church youth group trip to raft it, and I was like, I'm going to live here one day. Hmm. And so, after I dropped out of my second college down in Georgia, I decided this was a good time, and so I moved up here and started working on the river and. Mostly whitewater back then, but I was still doing a lot of fishing, and it kind of gradually moved into guiding, and I guess that's kind of where I'm at now. Yeah. What is, uh, what's some of the craziest whitewater stuff you've done? Um, yeah, because you kayaked and stuff I mean, for it's, it's many not years, just, right? It's yeah, not just carrying people down the Nantahala. Yeah. yeah, I guess, um, let's see, the Raven's Fork, mm. which, which comes out of the park you know, up in uh, Big Cove. Mm -hmm. Um I guess probably my favorite would have been the West Prong putting it at the chimneys and taking out at the campground. Oh, coming in wow. I can remember one time we, um, a friend of mine, Drew, um, we used to boat a lot together, and 
um, we had started, um, and it was fair weather. It was, it was wintertime, so it was probably, I don't know, 40 degrees. And we're running the run, and it's starting to snow pretty hard. And uh, we get off the river, and they closed the park, and we had about 10 inches of snow. And I was barefoot with a pair of shorts on. <laughs> and we were like three miles away from my truck. It sounds like a fishing story that I've been on with you, possibly. <laughs> the adventures keep happening. <laughs> but um, so uh, I was like, well, Drew, I guess I'll start running. And so I started running, and I left my kayak there. I started running, and I heard this rumble. <laughs> And next thing you know, here comes the Forest Service in the snowplow, and they gave me a ride back up to my truck. Awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. Sweet, man. They and probably, probably I, saw you with no shoes and were like, man, let's get this Well, I put my thumb out. Since I had <laughs> shorts on, I was like, I used my leg to my advantage, you know. Oh, what, uh Now, now Ravensport, that's one of the, I think you've told me, before, the steepest descent in the East Coast? Uh, that would be the road prong. The road, road prong, prong yeah. comes into. Um, There's no fish there. Westport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's too, uh, it's too dangerous. No, but a lot of snakes. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of snakes. A lot of snakes. Um, well, that's cool, man. So, Whitewater. Man, I don't know how those guys do some of that stuff yet. I look at them and think they're nuts. Well, I, you can tell, like, rowing Whitewater with this guy is, is very tame. Because you were teaching me how to row, and I was like, which way do I go, man? What do I, oh, don't worry about it, man. Just follow the water. Yeah, that's what he told me. I'm like, me. I'm about to go through this class three rapid on the pigeon. Yeah, just follow the water, man. You're good. We ran then, the upper that day, didn't we? we? Well, yeah, we did. We kept on going. Yeah, so we were running class four whitewater in a oar rig. That's, yeah, that's trying to that's trying legit. to trying to fish. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's good stuff. So when did you when did you uh, pick up fly fishing um, and all that? When I was let's see, I, was, I guess I would have been 21, and, and I you're like 27 now. My arm wouldn't hurt so much. <laughs> um, no, let's see. I talked a girlfriend into buying me a fly rod for my birthday. Really? There yep. you go. Yep. It was a G Loomis with a little Teton Tioga um, reel that I bought in this exact location from Ed Chapman. Yeah, when this was a fly shop. Kingfishers. 25 years ago or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Back the in same the same corner. Yep, right here. Yeah. That's cool. So, uh, and that kind of just led, kept, kept building and building and. It, it, I didn't have any formal instruction, and so I bet it – I may have gone half of a season before I caught a first, my first trout. Yeah. Yeah. Back then when you started, was guiding here a big thing? Like, do you remember a lot of guides? No. Like there is now? No. Uh, yeah. No. Mac was probably the only one. Mac and Ken. Yeah. And you were working for Ken? Um, I did work for Ken some. Um, we're talking about Ken Castorf, uh previous – uh, episode awesome awesome friend endless river adventures yes um so i worked for ken some at um instructing kayaking and then also i did a lot of raft repair um for nrs and so i do it for the local universities and it was kind of winter work and so i would do raft repair for ken up there too nice oh but, cool uh, man and then that eventually led to guiding with ken on a nanny yeah and i can't sing the nanny's praise enough man it's it is still my favorite river to fish and beyond yeah it's just it's a special place when he says nanny he's talking about nanahala for everybody that doesn't we shorten every river here tuck nanny nanny try to take some vowels lufty all those make it easy on ourselves we only took one out there yeah (laughs) (laughs) so oh jack you okay oh yeah (laughs) you're about to up chuck over there i'm just coughing (laughs) 
you can turn your mic off. <laughs> so, um, do you remember your first guide trip? Like the first people you took? Do you remember that or no? Um, I know you've taken a lot. So you don't even remember what bait yesterday you told me to use. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't. I think it might have been. It might have. No, it was for Brookings for Matt Canner. Yeah. Um, and from there, I started guiding with um, you guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, and boy, that first uh, was that first trip up the winter time up to Watauga. He <laughs> <laughs> told me the raft was it was I, so windy I, the raft on the trailer was flying off on twenty six. No, it was it was blowing me back upstream as I was rolling. Oh yeah, it was yeah, so yeah. windy, and blowing snow and. Um, it's fun. And then I guess there's a couple other shops I guide for too. But yeah, um, I enjoy it. Um, <coughs> well, that's cool, man. Um, what is there's there's a two part question here. So, what's your favorite memory fishing with a fly rod and with clients fly fishing? Like those two memories. Do you have a couple of those? Golly. Um, and I know I know yours is probably going to involve fishing with me, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would say fishing with a fly rod would probably be my daughters catching their first fish on. A fly yeah, rod. everybody says that. Yep. <laughs> um, that was back when they were young enough. I'd I'd put my boat in the water at the boat ramp. Yeah. Oh, really? I would ferry across to the other side <laughs> of the river, drop the anchor. We'd pull out lunch, eat, catch a trout, and I would ferry right back over to the boat ramp, <laughs> and we'd leave. And they never they thought we went down the river. Yeah. It, it was easy then. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. That's a great way to do it, man. That's a great way to do it. Um, so in with a client, yeah, do you have any like really cool story? Like I know you've got a couple. I, oh yeah. And it doesn't have to be them catching a fish. I mean, like the one where you saw the brown trout eating that rainbow. I mean, you've got, I know I've heard you tell a couple good stories. Yeah. I, there, there was a, uh, a client, you know, part of the challenge I think of guiding is, you know, every day for us as we continue that process of waking up early and going to sleep late and wishing you made more money and, um, <laughs> And then, we, and then wishing you made more money again. Yeah, yeah I want to I really clarify that wish. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, bringing the same fire and energy and excitement to each client. Yeah. Um, and there was a client that this was on their bucket list, and it turned out that they had, um, like, stage four cancer. Mm. Oh, man. And so this was their one time to get to do that. Yeah. And that that's – that was pretty, pretty. Yeah, that's cool. Moving. Man. Yeah. Heck yeah, man. That, so. Yeah, that's awesome, man. You didn't blank, did you? No. <laughs> yeah, that. I had they, to, did I had they to, tell you that at the beginning of the trip? Because that's pressure. <laughs> like, yeah. no, about halfway. Well, this probably three make quarters a wish. of the way Don't down. Don't blank. <laughs> three quarters of the way down. And it was actually on the Nana Halo, and it may have been for Ken. Yeah. Um. But yeah, would have had to have been. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool, man. That's a good story, actually, you know, not to bring everybody down, but that was good. Well, it, you know, a lot of our clients will only get to fish two or three days a year, and um, they're looking forward to it more than we can fathom. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's different coming from the city to fish versus what we see every day, so mm-hmm. their perspective is definitely different than ours sometimes. Yes. Which is so, so what, what is your uh, – this is a deep question here. What is your philosophy – on a guided trip, like what, what's your philosophy of guiding? Um, I guess I try to be clear on expectations when we start out. Mm-hmm. I definitely add a lot of humor, um, mostly making fun of myself. 
and then um, kind of lightens things up because a lot of times you get an older guy he's been in a suit every day and he gets out there <coughs> and he thinks he's got to he's got to show himself to the guide and kind of break that tension and yeah and just kind of see you know some some guys they just want to fish you know you take care of you know the logistics of it they just want to fish and then some people want to take home some knowledge and some people want to glean everything they can off you um and so kind of finding that balance and some um, people just want you to float them down the river that's right that ain't us mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah we want you to at least learn some stuff from us if you old can. janelle what, whether it's a whether it's a good joke or you know a tip or trick or style of fishing or whatever so yeah that's cool man yeah do you um what's your favorite style of fly fishing like if you said hey i want want to do and that may even kind of touch on species too a little bit well i am strictly a uh, a streamer fisherman um every blue moon I, I like i love the scott g g2 um if i have a dry fly hatch up on an upper nanahala or the nanahala um i'll throw that but uh, other than that i'm pretty much going to be throwing streamers yeah and so um, and that's you personally if you're guiding you'll do what absolutely what's going to be the best for that absolutely client but but um personally yeah personally when i'm fishing by myself i'm yeah. i'm banging the banks and Chucking stripping streamers. it in and you know bigger rods and um would you rather would, predators. would you rather be trout bass salt water like what's like well, if you could do it for the next month every day what species would you i think we would all want to do salt water every day but that's eh, not all of partly us. because we're here. Yeah, um, eh, maybe yeah. that's right. But I mean, there's something about Jack Cravel or a, a big bull red, yeah, you know, kind of running or tarpon jumping that is pretty intense, you know. Um, but other than that, in freshwater, um, you know, I kind of burn out on musky because it's such a commitment. Yeah, um, it's definitely smallmouth bass. Yeah, yeah. I'm determined that God fly fishes. <laughs> and he only fishes for smallmouth bass. Yeah, there you go. The they are quarry. fun, man. Ultimate quarry. Yeah, they are fun. Um, what do you think? What would be the top couple reasons for people to come here to fish? Like, why would you pick this over? Like, if you were just like, I want to go trout fishing. Why would you pick this over Pennsylvania or maybe even Montana? You know, or something like that. Well, Pennsylvania—that's above the Mason-Dixon line. <laughs> I knew the north and south would come <laughs> into this. <laughs> um, we've we've got in Swain County alone. There's over two thousand two hundred miles of trout stream. Yeah, um, I wish there were that many miles of smallmouth bass streams. <laughs> but um, you know, our fishery is just immense. Um, if we were to fish every day for the rest of our lives, we wouldn't be able to cover every mile in this county alone. And so um, there's still some adventure left, even though, um, you know, the crowds are still coming. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that's part of the reason I enjoy um, smallmouth bass and guiding for smallmouth. Um, a lot of days I won't see another boat or another angler. Yeah, it's, it's not as popular as, yep. as the trout game. Yeah. Orvis did an amazing job of kind of marketing and bringing fly fishing up, but they kind of limited it to trout yeah and so a lot of people you'll be in the boat and you're kind of like hey we need to go smallmouth fishing you can throw that rod and uh what you can you can fish for bass with a fly rod like, man you can catch anything on a fly rod yeah is that how you got your wife he caught her with a fly rod man she, she 
when we were dating, she'd go fish every once in a while. Yeah. She won't That's do that awesome. now. <laughs> <laughs> she hooked me. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> it works that way, too, huh? Well, now, um, a lot of folks may remember this. Uh, the first, what, three years of the shop or so, um, we had something very special to you hanging in this shop. Oh, yes. Uh, a tarpon. That's right. Yep. That's right. Ben was kind enough to uh, to loan us uh, a tarpon mount of uh, a fish. Tell us a little bit about that experience, wrangling that tarpon in. Matt Canner and I went down to Tampa with Dave Chenard. Mm-hmm. Dave Chenard at the times uh, was our uh, Sims fishing products representative and um, definitely an industry professional and, and industry rep. It, very knowledgeable in tarpon fishery. Yes, um, that's right. Like that's his that's his game. Um, and I guess after uh, probably three day long days fishing, first couple pods came in and just happened that I was up. Wasn't the prettiest cast, but she ate it. Look at that fish. <laughs> Look at that fish. And I landed it. <laughs> that's awesome. So, um, but honestly, I, that's not my favorite fish to uh, to fight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I. I, I a Jack Cravel is pretty, pretty amazing. Right. Yeah, I they're mean, strong, man. They, yeah, they, they How are. long was that tarpon fight? Um, I probably could have put more power on it, mm-hmm. but I didn't want to. Because you had a Scott Rod. Naturally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nothing but. Um, but I didn't want to lose it, so I, I yeah. kind of I took my time. And at one point, I remember Dave saying, all right, let's get it in. We got to get it in here. Yeah. Yeah. Shark's gonna eat it. It's starting to float. Yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's starting to float. He's not even fighting anymore, Ben. It's just the weight of the fish. That's, just pull him over that's here. The tide taking it back out. <laughs> <laughs> but there's just something about saltwater. It, it's fishing for smallmouth here. It's as close as I can get, or carp. It's as close as I can get to saltwater. Yeah. Um, the style of casting. Um, you know, you're you're throwing 40, 50, 60 feet. You're retrieving it. You know, it's all about how you retrieve it that counts. Yeah. Um, angles and um, depths, and uh, it's just as close to fly fishing in saltwater as you can get. Yeah. So what would you tell somebody that's never fished, say they've fished 40 years for trout but never tried smallmouth, and they came and said, I think I want to do a smallmouth trip. Like, what should they expect? Because they can be – it's not the easiest game. It's not just largemouth bass fishing it's totally on the different. farm pond. Yeah. Um, it's totally different than trout fishing because most of the time with trout fishing, we are nymphing. Yeah. And so you're doing a big, nice roll cast up the side of the boat, and you're following it with your rod, and you're just watching it drop. Um, this is active fishing where you're using a double haul. Um, I, to smallmouth bass fish, you need to at least have a single haul. Um, preferably, you'd have a double haul. Yeah. Um, and just be a pretty proficient with how you can manipulate your fly i think for smallmouth bass the um the retrieve is what determines how many fish you're going to catch yeah i've noticed that when i fished with you because you've kind of coached me up you gotta make that it pause die. and stuff yeah you gotta make it die it's important so I, I i'd say that like if somebody wanted to come smallmouth fish whether it's here or minnesota or wherever like it's almost like if you've ever gone and done saltwater like you need to touch up that double haul before you go so that you get the best experience well and, and while you're on the water i'm sure you are the same but i'm still that geek that gets out in my yard uh, when it starts getting a little bit warmer and you know I'm, I'm throwing a cup out somewhere and i'm just practicing double haul and bigger rods smaller <coughs> rods and just really making sure i'm you know, yeah in tune what's uh um, inefficient because yeah. you're, you're going to be casting 
as soon as you reel it in, you know, bring it in, retrieve it in, you're, you're going to throw again. it right back out. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of guys, they may be accomplished with a trout um, fly rod, but when you start throwing, I like a, a saltwater seven. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're throwing that, you're, you're just arm, you start to feel it pretty quick. And you're throwing some sinking lines too, so that makes it even more taxing on your arm because it's got a little weight. I guess when it gets warm, um, I like an intermediate clear tip um, saltwater line. Yeah. That's kind of my favorite smallmouth line. And are, are, should, if, if I'm on a trip with you, um, should I expect to, to throw this set up all day? Like, am I doing half day, full day? Am I going to cast all day? Can I physically do that? Against my better judgment, I have started to bring spinning rods. Yeah. Um, because a lot of times clients, when, you know, I'm, I'm kind of coaching them where, where the fish are going to lie. Um, you know, an ambush predator, mm-hmm. and so we're wanting to come across um, seam lines. Um, you know, have your fly hit the rock, drop in, and, you know, and, and start that erratic retrieve. Um, frustration can build because they yeah. want to perform better than they are, and so getting to take thirty minutes on a spin rod, um, they come back, they're fresh, they're ready to go. And yeah, so I it's typically, a good way to take a break, kind of. Yeah, yeah, and it kind of it, it it relieves that that tension. Um, and they're ready to come back to the fly rod and yeah, that's a good way to do it. I like roll that man. with it. Yeah, so. that's cool. I hear that train coming. Yeah, the train's about to roll through. It sounds coming like down the line. so. Uh, you might hear that in the background here in a second. Great Smoky Mountain Railroad, folks. Railroad. Woo woo. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So um, uh, most of the trips you do because it's. Especially for smallmouth, I mean, people can expect to probably be in a raft because the the rivers get a little bony in the in the summer around here because we're usually a little drier. Most years we're drier, yes. so yes. the raft is kind of what you'll be fishing out of um, for the most part. Um, well, I, I think that um, smallmouth are a little more. You know, they've got bite windows. Um, you know, with trout, we can usually even if it's an off day, you're still going to catch trout. Yeah. Um, with smallmouth, um, you're going to have bite windows where it's Totally dead, totally dead, and it's every cast for 45 minutes. Yeah. You bring a fish in. Now, do you think it's better to do, like, like, like what would be a typical day for small? Because, like, you know, experience with bass fishing from just farm ponds is, you know, fish in the morning, fish in the evening. It's typically mm-hmm. kind of the same with smallmouth, right? So, if people can fish later in the evening, it's probably going to be a better experience, you think? Later in the evening's nice. Earlier in the morning's nice also. But, um, you know, sp- Smallies will they they migrate from one side of the river to the other side of the river constantly all throughout the day. They're chasing bait. They're chasing crawfish or uh, they're bait fish. Yeah. And so as it warms up on one side too much, they'll move over to the shade on the other, and then the bait will start to migrate back to the warmth. And so then the whole everything moves back over. So you're constantly bouncing <coughs> from side to side. Yeah. When it starts slowing up on the right side, then it's like, hey, I bet they've moved over to our left. Yeah. And start throwing the left, and there they are. So it's kind of interesting. They're like a big smallmouth gang. Huh. See, I just learned something. I didn't realize yeah. the whole side to side. It, it's That's kind of, cool. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. It's, at least it sounds like it does. Well, and I, and I will say, folks, um, Ben does stay pretty busy on smallmouth trips in the summer. So, um, you know, we're, we're already in that window where they're getting going. Um, so give us a call and, and let's get you on the schedule with Ben for I, sure. On the way here I, from, from work, I actually stopped up we Park. actually said i bet he stopped to fish somewhere yeah <laughs> we actually <laughs> were like, talking about i'm that. gonna throw for about 20 minutes <laughs> yeah well yeah. um what uh 
what what one thing you know a lot of times people see us in the shop or they see us on the water and you know it's kind of assumed that's what we do every single day but in the southeast it's not necessarily practical so tell us a little bit about what you do when you're not fishing and and with the family well i would prefer to be on the water every day yeah but unfortunately uh, the winter gets kind of slim and um you got to put food on the table and that's right um clothes on their backs so i'm also a general contractor okay um so kind of specialize in log homes timber frame um type structures yeah um and it kind of works out pretty you okay bobby yeah i just hit my knee i'm okay that was (laughs) sorry (laughs) sorry to interrupt Um, timber frames (laughs) which which kind of works out pretty well um for smoky mountains because everybody that comes up airbnb they want their log cabin to rent for the weekend and so there's just there's a high demand yeah yeah and so it's kind of like when i was little i played with lincoln logs and i get to play with big logs and cranes there you go well, it's certainly uh, Bobby, and I don't know if Jack saw that that one you built over there towards Canton, oh, but waterfall house. Yeah, man, that, that thing cool. is immaculate. So, was. if anybody listening is interested, man, definitely, definitely got to connect with Ben because yeah, impressive yeah. work. If you're sure. buying land or something, give us a call. We'll get you hooked up with him. That was that was a nice house because um, let's see, I got to go to Finland to pick help kind of tour the factory and um, pick out some logs, and so I got that done in about three days. The logs came from Finland. Yes. Then, wow. Yeah, I brought it over in barges. Just real quick, I know this is off. Why? Why did you get wood from Finland? Um, that Scandinavian architectural design. Um, the client they were really just going for that. Okay. And actually, the the pine that grow in the Arctic Circle, um, their growth rings are very dense, very close uh, together. Okay. And so it's a very stable wood. Yeah. Very hmm. straight. Just curious. Which, over there, it's not a two by four. They're on the metric system. What is it? Oh, he put him on the spot. Oh, man. Oh, man. Golly. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let me get my con- construction master five on my phone here real quick. Convert? <laughs> Thank goodness for smartphones. But, um, yeah, so I was able to knock out all my work in about three days, and then I spent about two weeks fishing. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Well, tell us about fishing. Like, what's what's that like? Um, they're big on brook trout, and they, their brook trout are as big as our big browns So they uh, they – do they, are theirs considered Arctic char? Is that yes? Well, they, they and they also have and uh, they're like that orange, orange, orange color. Is that the road cones? Yeah, they're yes. like a road cone. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, big, huge, black, bushy flies. They're like golly, as big as a silver dollar. Yeah, huge, big things. Um, beautiful country. Uh, their forest is like nothing else. Tons of moss. I got good ham. Ham? What? No, actually, their their thing over there is reindeer. What? Oh yeah, but the black forest. Really? That caribou, Dude. black forest ham, mm. reindeer tenderloin. Is that Germany with a blueberry reduction? It's about as good as it gets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They grow them over there like we grow cows. Yeah, beef. Interesting. So did did you did you catch an Arctic char while you were there? Did um, you, did I, you? I did. I did. Yeah. And then their pike fishery is also really big, and so it wasn't pickerel, um, was it? Chain pickerel. <laughs> 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 Got them. It's an inside joke there. <laughs> I don't know, Jack. I don't know. So, yeah, real, little sidebar <laughs> yeah, yeah. here. Uh, yeah, there it is. We got to throw everybody under now. the bus. Uh, ben sent us a picture of this little little baby. Real little. <laughs> he called it a baby <laughs> musky. But according to I every. I think I actually asked, what is, is it? This looks like a pike. What is, is this a musky? Well, every fish identification but. chart known to Google said chain pickerel. <laughs> and Ben insists. 
<laughs> it's not. I don't know. Getting a little loose with that M word. Well, know. it turns out uh, North Carolina did stock them on the French broad up there. Chain pickerel? Yes. Yeah. As a food source for the muskie. <laughs> well, there you go. Just saying, I could have looked at the picture and told you that. <laughs> oh, now Jack's getting dang little. little Jack's been quiet on, the whole interview. You picked on him about that Telluride. He's coming at Young you. Young blood. <laughs> yeah. Golly. How old are you, Jack? Are you? Are, can you huh? buy a beer? <laughs> oh, there it is. My dad bought this one. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he, still, he still gets carded, folks. All right. So back to your story. So, so muskies. Pike, or or pike, pike, rather. I'm sorry, Pike. Well, I, I so I hired a guide, and he took me out, and I caught a nice big pike out in front of the Nobel Peace Prize Museum out, out the bay there. Is that like fishing in the fountain at the Grand Old Opera? <laughs> oh, that's what I have in common with Hank. We've both been kicked out of the Grand Old Opera. Yeah. Years ago, um, I took a crew over to Nashville for the weekend, just kind of a thank you, a, a construction crew. And uh, on the way back, they wanted to stop at the Grand Old Opry. And so I pulled in, and they all, all went, walked inside to get T-shirts for their wives and old ladies. And uh, I was like, you know, I bet there's some carp in that big pond. And naturally, I had some fly rods, Scott fly rods, <laughs> in my uh, <laughs> toolbox. And so I put one together, and I proceeded. I probably caught three or four of them before these two big tour buses pulled in. And, uh, you know, I was out of the radar of the, the security guards, and everything was cool. And... Uh, they started filing off those those tour buses, and there were Asian people. <laughs> Dude, they all, nobody went into Grand Old Opry. They all came over to see those carp, the golden <laughs> carp. And so then the security guards are like, why are there 200 Asian people around this big white guy? And so they came, and they're like, what do you think you're doing? I was like, I'm fishing. They're like, what makes you think you can fish here? I was like, well, there's no signs that say I can't. <laughs> That's awesome. That is a good story. So, long story short, I was uh, told politely to leave. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, man. See, there's all these things you can learn. <laughs> Don't fish at the Grand Old Opry, apparently, at the pond, right nope. there close to it. Well, if you do, just watch out for the tour buses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, goodness. Jack, you got kicked out of a, a pond, didn't you? Yeah. I don't know if I want to mention it. That was, a, <laughs> yeah, 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 that was yeah. a trout pond, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Local university pond. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've heard this story. Oh, really? I don't think so either. But apparently oh, we yeah. can't tell it right now. Oh, no, I, I don't see why not. Come Just on, the, uh, come the, on Blackjack. Don't tell us. The Bring teaching it. center over there at Western NCAT. Carolina. Yeah, yeah, NCAT. They've got a great little pond across the street from the university. And this was at night. Yeah, yeah, I've been kicked out of there twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's, is it what's in it? Just bass and stuff? Or? Big bass. Yeah, probably some carp too, Ben. Ben Ben will probably be there this afternoon. He's probably was, like, I'm gone. I've been telling him where to go for bass for two years now, and he's got this place in freaking Colowee, and I'm just now hearing about it. <laughs> I keep getting kicked out, man. Jack, have oh, you ever been with Ben on one of his like summer evening bass fishing explorations? Ten o'clock you know, at night, getting off the water. Where you park in a Next. weird spot and have to talk to somebody and uh, get them to give you access, and yeah. Well, have no. you, I don't think you've been with him, have you? I have. You we weren't there. Typically, <laughs> you need if if we say we're gonna get off the water at eight, just tell your wife ten. Yeah, it's gonna be after dark. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of how it works. That's it. When we get the window, we gotta maximize. I, it. I, I say, you know, it's it's been uh, some of the most beautiful scenes I've seen in Western North Carolina. I've come in the summer evenings, um, searching for bass. Mm -hmm. So, Bobby, you caught a nice bass last. 
last fall. It was decent. It was all right. But it Bobby, was nice. Bobby downplays everything. For, for, right. I'm not excited to go to Argentina. For you, that was a big fish. <laughs> yeah. Did you just say for me that was a big fish? Yeah, it was over 14 inches. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> there it is. There it is, folks. That's good stuff, man. No, it is fun going to do that. It is. I need yeah. to do it. Well, more it's this a smaller year. window than what you can trout fish. I mm-hmm. mean, so. And well, and, and you're, you're not going to see anybody out there. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's at dinner. They're all trout fishing. Well, they're at dinner at that time. I like to think <laughs> trout. I, I describe them to employ or to my clients. Trout are like state employees, and a smallmouth bass is like an entrepreneur. Yeah, they're going to go get it. It's a good way to look at it. <laughs> That's. I it, like man. that. Well, do we have any other fun questions? Oh, we we could go on for hours, yeah. probably. Golly, you got yeah, any uh, any good any any other good stories you want to mention to folks? Um, I'm thinking Janelle. No, that's not. Oh, um, yeah, we can't go there. Uh, Let's not name names. <laughs> <laughs> She's probably dead by now. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> she was, uh, she was getting you're, up. You're going to have to book a trip with Ben to hear that story. She was, We're yeah. not, she was getting up there. That is a reason to book a, a trip with Jen <laughs> right there. Or Jen. Ben. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that, is, that is, it's the pinnacle story. So yes, it's, it's, yeah, we won't tell it on, it on the we podcast. Can't, we can't do that. <laughs> that is definitely one. Um, let's see. Uh, I would encourage people to get out and throw a fly rod for the species that people tell you you can't catch with a fly rod. They can all be caught with a fly rod. It's just going to take more um, ingenuity, and I think that's the part of the sport that I enjoy. Um, tying your own leader, you know, tying your own fly, make, coming up with flies that solve the problem that you have um to me fly fishing for predatory fish and kind of figuring that fishery out is where it's at so uh so the first person to get a a whale shark send us a photo of that <laughs> with that fly rod <laughs> or, a, or a calf dale you caught a catfish i did year. yeah we on a fly rod yeah we, white was that a white zonker um jawbreaker white jawbreaker yeah yeah oh yeah breaker you know, they charge too much money for that fly. Y'all charge too much money for that fly. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's like, it's got preferred rabbit strip. Hey. Whatever. It's got a squiggly tail. Fish. That thing eight, works good. a squiggly eight tail. Dollars. It's jigged. It ain't going to get hung it's up not on that dollars. For you, it's $8. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I ring you up. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's twice the usual charge, but you get 10% off, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Mark it up to mark it down. There you go. Just for Ben. There you go. Yeah, I mean, that that was fun. Uh, I definitely thought the Sequoia was going in the lake that day because the ramp was not a ramp. That was the side <laughs> of a mountain. T- tell that, that. That's an excellent evening fishing story. Yeah, we, we go off and we find this uh, this man. We pull into this guy's property, and there's signs that say, if you work for the federal government or the state, turn around. <laughs> it's, it's, so, it's, so it's a lake um, that there is no public boat ramp whatsoever yeah no recreational use with a well you can put a motorboat in there yes it's just there's no there's no access just as long as you can get it down there safely and get it back out right and so basically you've got this old redneck that he took a skid steer and just like plowed down the side of the mountain and just left it one switch raw dirt one switchback and you can see all these other boats that other guys have jackknifed and been pulled down the mountain and they're all sitting there in a big pile they really are we got a picture of it seriously oh yeah i haven't seen that picture dude it's full on 
It is full on. <laughs> Getting the boat in the water is just as much fun as fishing, actually. There. Oh, my gosh. Especially I'm, when, I'm back in a— Especially uh, when somebody else is driving. I've, I've got a 7,000-pound Toyota Sequoia at the time. Big minivan. And a, a trailer that was that's intentionally overweight. And uh, I could just feel the trailer pulling me down in. And, you know, I'd come off. I'd hit the brake. No, no, no. Come off your brake. Come off your brake. And I just, I'm, well, how am I going to keep from going in the river? So— Oh, man. It, you you'll just commit. have to watch That's the video. Book a trip with me or Ben, and we'll show you the video. It's pretty comical. On, on the second day, we'll take you to that lake. Yeah. <laughs> and use your car. I would, yeah. yeah, you're driving. Yeah, you're driving. I was just That's glad it. that feller liked the uh, color of my Sequoia. He said, Ha! Ah! I like that color right there. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, I'm all right, get... we're in. We're going to be able to get this thing going. <laughs> Put the boat in. Let's yep. go. Yeah, I forgot about that. And he was like, I want to get my wife one of those. <laughs> he may have called her an old lady. Was he playing he a banjo? No, but, but his wife rolls up, and she's like 30. And Yeah, she was smoking. So he's doing all right. He's like he looked like Willie pop, Nelson. He looked like Popcorn Sutton. But yeah, it's like Popcorn Sutton and Willie Nelson together. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> shirt well no he did have a shirt but it was unbuttoned with cut off denim yes yep so sure it wasn't one of those guys from zz top he could have passed <laughs> that's awesome man but you're begging him to use his uh his boat ramp and there's this little coffee can on a tree you throw a couple bucks in there or something oh no he wants more than that <laughs> what's he what's he want like 10 20 is it 10 or 20 dollars 20 dollars really mm-hmm. um wow but it's quite quite a little fishery Remember what? Remember watching that uh, that dodge about go off the cliff? That big black one. He was like, "Here, I'll show you how it's done," and he just about went off. <laughs> <laughs> how many other people were out here while y'all were there? there? Were, there's one I, other guy. I think there were three other boats on the river yeah. on the lake. Wow! And it's a pretty good sized lake. I'd say, well, I'm not even going to yeah. say 120 acres, but yeah. it's probably five times that or half as much that. <laughs> <laughs> it's that much. Contractor here. It's hard, it's, I it's feel hard like I'm going to build like, you a house. It's a half a million dollars, or it might be five times that. The, the, the best part I love about fishing with you, Ben, is every time we get together and go out, I feel like we're coming back with another story. That's what's fun about it. It is uh, It is entertaining, yes. Yeah. That's part of it, though. It's, it's exactly. an adventure. If, it, I don't know. It's um, sometimes when, when you start feeling the adventure part of it come out of the boat when you're guiding, that's when you got to throw some <laughs> – some kind of wrench in the system um, and get everybody all jacked up. It's kind of like that question you hear every so often. You're kind of, I don't know, it's 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And the lady turns around from the front. And she's like, when do we start pedaling back upstream? <laughs> <laughs> My usual response is, well, when after I start fishing and you start rowing, that's when we start going back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good stuff, man. <laughs> Well, it was fun, man. I'm glad we got you in here today. We'll have to do it again. Um, talk it, some more. This is this is pretty nice. Get you in here on some more technical stuff, like uh, you know, boat choices and yeah, maybe some leader stuff and things sure, like that. Absolutely. What yeah. shoes to wear? You know, things I, like that. Important stuff. I don't wear shoes. Yeah, that's right. You kind or, of act barefooted. We heard he, that. Or underwear. Snow. But he does like the white claw. <laughs> the white claw. White claw. <laughs> Dale drank all the white claws. <laughs> Those are for the girl clients. And <laughs> Dale's up there pounding them, right? So that, that was another well, funny story. Another da- white, white Claw left. Dale's eat, drinking all the mango White Claws. <laughs> <laughs> we were on one of these evening summer smallmouth adventures, and uh, the only thing left in the cooler was White Claws. No mm-hmm. water. 
We, so and it's like I ninety. I guided that whole day. So. That's right. It was it was so hot. Um, and I remember Ben caught uh, you caught a really nice bass under that that one bridge, and uh, you had your white claw. And, what? And I was like, hey, I'll take a picture of that fish. But you could see where you sweated through your shirt. You put that white claw in your shirt pocket, and you could see the white claw. You could see the label? You could see the label through the sweat of his shirt in his shirt pocket. He's like, yeah, here, I'll put it in my drink holder. And just puts it in his shirt pocket while he holds his fish for a picture. Nothing but class. <laughs> it's kind of like you know, sorority girls. You know, you can't take a picture with a beer in your hand. you got to put it in your pocket or something. I didn't know that was. <laughs> yeah, they're not allowed to take a, you know, they, they can't take a picture with a beer in their hand. I had that rule must have changed in the colorway when I went through. <laughs> well, 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 colorway girls, that's that's a different story. <laughs> that's another podcast. Right, Blackjack? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Blackjack, you had a beautiful wedding. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Up there at Lake Lure. Yeah, I appreciate you coming out. All yeah, three of you. Yeah, it was fun. And the ladies. Yeah, it was and the ladies. Yeah, yeah. We drank all your whiskey. <laughs> But Open that, bar, dude. But we weren't the people that were jumping in the pool. You should have been. Clothes on. You should have been. I did. Well, I left before I got out of control. <laughs> <laughs> now, Bobby, on the other hand, <laughs> sloppy. <laughs> we had a couple of shirtless people dancing, you know, after they'd gotten in the pool. Well, that sounds fun. Was Willie yeah. Cash from the lake put in there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> were, were you dancing or just kind of leaning back watching? A little both. I stay in my comfort zone. Yeah. You know, keep it tight. Keep it tight. I was posting up with the cool kids under the air conditioner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was so hot. hot. It was pretty warm. Summer <laughs> wedding outside. Mm. <laughs> what, mm. In the southeast. Yeah. Yeah, just, just, just like the movie, Dirty, well, Dirty Dancing was filmed at that the same place that Lake you had Lord, That's right. That's right. Oh, right. Yeah. No lift, though. I didn't do the lift. Well, that's when you fell in the pool, wasn't it? <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. Pushed. Well, Ben, where can people find find out more about Tuck Fly Shop? Uh, I'd say the internet. Yeah, that was that's a, a good trick one. question. No, okay. you know it. You know it. Internet. Um, where t- where on the internet? Uh, just Google it. <laughs> that's that'll work. <laughs> TuckFlyShop.com. There's only one Tuck Fly Shop. That's right. Um, well, there's actually two. There's two. But now at two locations, two locations. to serve right. you better. <laughs> <laughs> TuckFlyShop.com. Conveniently located next to the Great Smoky Mountain National Park in Bryson City. And then over there by the university where all the college kids like to fly fish in Silva. That's right. Man, that was a great plug. Yeah, if, you, if anybody wants to get on the water with Ben, give us a call, 828-488-3333. Uh, we'll get you booked and uh, get you get you learnt on some smallmouth. So. 488 How many threes was that? Four threes. Four threes. And we're 33, at three, 33. 33, 33, and we're at 3 Depot Street. Man, and there's a red caboose. <laughs> We've also got a brown trout statue in front of the shop. That's right. There's very few of those. Well, we appreciate everybody listening. Y'all have fun. Be safe on 285. Yeah. Listen to us anytime. If you ever got questions, give us a call. Happy to help. We appreciate Ben coming in and hanging out for, Thanks, ben. for a little while. Is this when y'all serve dinner? <laughs> you were supposed to bring the pizzas. I, Who, who's got the bourbon? Um, I don't have any bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> what was that stuff we got the other night? Angel something of death. I don't remember what it was called. I forget it what was it was bourbon, called. It was bourbon. Yeah, I forget what it was called. Probably Southern Comfort. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. Well, we appreciate everybody listening. Y'all take care. And uh, we'll check back with you next week. Tight lines, guys.